Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not James Pearce, our Liverpool reporter both home and away. He's very much working away. He is busy. However, joining me are two Echo greats, I think we can call them that now. Neil Jones, hi Neil. Thanks for the build-up. That's okay. And Christian Walsh. Hi Christian. Hello. Not a great. Oh, come on, don't put yourself down. Don't put yourself down. Well, there's been no game in midweek. Everybody's still basking in the afterglow of that win over Manchester City, so probably just as well. Uh, Liverpool are in action until Monday against Swansea City at the Liberty Stadium. We'll look forward to that in a bit. But we will start by talking about a player who has made the headlines recently, uh, Roberto Firmino. According to Jamie Carragher, he's the first name on Liverpool's team sheet and one of the most underrated players in the league. Neil, do you go along with that, or is it a case of the fact that Liverpool supporters don't underrate him, but perhaps supporters and observers of other clubs perhaps do? Yeah, I, I do go along. I go along with everything you said. Actually, he is the first name on the team sheet for me. Um, best, best sort of uh, facilitator of other players. The, the best foil for people like Salah and Mane. Before that, even Coutinho, obviously he's gone now. He's the best person that they can have up there. I don't think Liverpool would be... They might not be a lesser side with with a, a Harry Kane or something like that, but I don't think they would be as functional or as um, as fluent a side as they are with Firmino. I think he's, he's underrated outside of Liverpool, definitely, because you hear pundits all the time now talking about Liverpool neither the Lukaku or Kane and Aguero or Morata. Well, he scored at decent levels. For me, no, he's not. He's not paling into insignificance compared to them. I think he's got one fewer than um, Lukaku. I think he's got as many as Morata. So, and he's doing that as well as doing all the other stuff off the off the ball. All his movements, his assists, his, his the fact that he can lead the line, drag defenders out of out of position, and, and allow the pace of others to. to to come through, so I think he is Liverpool's most important player and one that I hope is uh, is here for the long run. Christian, this is nothing new. This kind of belief that Firmino is perhaps underrated. I mean, when he first came to Liverpool, I mean, I can remember we've done this pod several times where you you talk about Firmino and you you, you, know, you say you're doing the match ratings. You go, but what's he actually? You know, it looks like he's not done anything. But then you go through your notes and you go, oh, he did this great pass, he did this great turn, he set up this, and he also he won this penalty. Or he he does an awful lot. And now that's being appreciated a bit more. Is he? Now, a definite... He's number nine in terms of the shirt. Is he the number nine that Jurgen Klopp wants? I'd say so. I don't, I, I don't think I don't think he's a false nine anymore. I think he's, he's very much a number nine in the mould of... He scores goals, he creates chances, and that's exactly what Klopp wants. He wants somebody who can press to the front. Yes, he drops deep, and, and he can and he can, can operate and, and in those sorts of deeper positions and let Salah and Mane run into that space behind, but... At the same time, he's he's not shy of, of winning a flick on now and then. They'll they'll happily put the ball up to him if they have to. He can hold the ball up. Um, there's, there's what he has developed in his game this season. I think I think we've seen him a lot more when the ball's coming into the box. I think he's there waiting for a potential tap in or certainly for a, for a decent strike on goal. I think last season maybe he didn't have that aspect of his game quite there where a ball will maybe get fizzed across the face of the box and you're going where's Firmino when he's 18, you know, on the edge of the 18 yard box I think he's added that sort of maybe not killer instinct because he, he can miss a few chances still I still don't think he's, his finishing's right up there but I mean, it's easy to say that after the Man City finish that he did but at the same time I think this season what we've seen is him move on that extra level and I must admit I was very much wrong I think it was around September, October I was 
doubting whether Liverpool could progress with Firmino as their first-choice striker, whether he needs to maybe be brought back as a number 10, maybe he needs, needs to be shifted out wide. I, w- I worried about Firmino in the sense that does he bring enough goals? Is there enough end product there? The past couple of months, he's been absolutely sensational. I think he's not only one of the most underrated players in the league, I think he's one of the most underrated players in Europe. You see all these players linked, obviously, Coutinho's gone to Barcelona. Salah will forever and a day be linked with Real Madrid, I think, until he goes there. Um, uh, you heard it here first. But, but Firmino is... I, I think he's I think he's so good at the moment, I would rather have him in the team than if I was buying than Thomas Muller. And I'd certainly consider him alongside Lewandowski. Thomas Muller's a great comparison, actually, because Thomas Muller, for me, is somebody who I literally don't know what he does if he isn't scoring a goal. Right, and he hasn't really been scoring that many over the past 18 months, which might explain why he doesn't play for Bayern Munich as much. But Firmino, I mean, after I think it was the game against Brighton, um, Christian's mentioned then about how he's become more of a more of a rounded number nine. Jurgen Klopp was saying that the, one of the things he liked about the performance against Brighton was they won five one. Did Firmino score in that game? I think he did. Didn't he? He's got yeah, two. He's got two actually. Yeah, he's got two. We said the best bit for him was the way he become really annoying for the other. For the defenders, where he was always getting his leg in, you know, yeah. and like just getting there before people. It's like the flick-ons that Christian mentions. He's doing all the stuff that you'd expect from a from a normal number nine, and then some. And if anything, he's more like harking back to the days of Ian Rush, where he's like the first yeah. line of defence. That's it. Yeah, I mean, how many teams in Europe play with play through a, a, a deep midfielder who comes short and gets the ball, or a ball playing centre back like Manchester City, and someone like Firmino is vital in that case, isn't he? Because he's nipping around them he's, he, if he's not winning the ball himself he's forcing them into areas where others can win the ball and, and, and get a foot in you know, he, he's really intelligent in sort of his defensive actions I think there was a, a, a graphic that we had up on our site earlier in the, the week talking about his for a, for a forward he was way out in front on in terms of t- interceptions and tackles um, in the Premier League it was, it was a weird sort of um, it, it was not a glorious list if you like it was sort of he was the he was the one name that stood out as being a top player. I think there was George Jordan. He was right on there, wasn't he? There was maybe a couple of others that you wouldn't have thought were great players. But he does that and does the the other stuff, the, you know, the headline grabbing stuff. You look at, you know, what does he do? What does he do fantastically? His movement's great. What does he do poorly? Uh, nothing. I don't see anything. He's he's really he's a good header of the ball. He's good both feet. He can finish. He can shoot from outside the box. He can play a pass. He's got strength, as we saw against John Stones on um, on Sunday. He can if, he can get into six yard box positions, or he can create space for others to get into those. I mean, how many tap-ins has Salah had this season? You know, the way he's he's just been at the back post because probably because Firmino's cleared the space at the near post for the ball to go across, and he's unselfish as well. So I think you know. If you're doing top trumps in the Premier League, I think you've won his card. Well, so he's going to say that it's an example of, you know, Neil mentioned Harry Kane before. Harry Kane's the ultimate example of a team that's built around him. Yeah. Whereas with Firmino, it's like he's built around the team, if that makes any sense. No, definitely. It's, it's almost if you said, well, this is what the team Liverpool have. What type of striker do you need to, to, to get the best out of this side? Then it's Firmino. He was doing that to a certain extent last season, but what he's done this season is added the goals and added a few more assists. He is, he, he's essentially, he was Liverpool's best kept secret. And that's definitely changed now because it's I think the secret... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's stopped talking about, about him. Yeah. I think what you've got to realise as well, you, you talk about Kane there, obviously, that it's slightly different ages, but what you're seeing with, with 
for me with Kane is what sorry what you see with Firmino is what you saw with Kane in the sense that development you've got to remember when he came to came to Anfield so we had the first season there obviously he was brought in wasn't really brought in by the manager at the time I think that's fair to yeah. say he wasn't necessarily Brendan Rodgers' choice no. he was the choice of the transfer committee in inverted commas um, there's that season of adaptation new manager Obviously, had the injury as well very, very uh, soon into his, into yeah, his yeah, time. Back there. injury, didn't he? Back injury. He's quite durable, though, isn't he? He does, tends not to oh, get no, injured. Oh, no, well, this is the other thing. But... In the last three seasons, I think he's missed two or well, two and a half seasons. I think he's missed three games yeah, through, through injury, injury, which is incredible. And what you're seeing now is a player who's 26. He's coming into his prime. And that, and this is where, for all the brick bats, Liverpool's transfer policy, well, what the old transfer policy, if you will, of, of buying potential... This is this is the good side of it because what you're seeing now is a player who's grown with the team. He feels like a Liverpool player. He feels like he has organically matured. Such a cheese. I like, to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fine cheese, fine Brazilian cheese. For me, know the big cheese. Oh, well, that, that, I smell a headline. Yeah. But, but, the, but you know, it's that, that. But it's true, isn't it? He's he's very much grown with the team. And what you've got now is somebody who came over to a, to a, to a different country, and I know everybody said, "Oh, he's, he, he was robust and he was already always built for for the Premier League because of the, his Bundesliga upbringing." But what what Liverpool have now is somebody who is very much 100% Liverpool, and he entered his prime. He's 26. They're still going to get a couple more years out of him, at least I think in the, in this form, um, and it's, it's it's very exciting. I think we've we've done very well there to mention Harry Kane's name several times without. Dropping into a Cockney accent, by the way. Uh, yeah, oh, don't. Uh, Firmino, though, yeah. he's been there, as we mentioned, two and a half years. Two more than two and a half years. Yeah. So he's he's primed for a new contract. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and rightly so. You know, we don't don't know exactly what he's he's earning, but but we, we, we do if it's on football leagues. We know exactly what he's well, earning. Yeah, if that's yeah, right. Correct, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, they they know exactly what yeah. he's earning. But he's um, he's certainly become a better player and a more important player. In, in that two and a half years and Liverpool obviously having a problem with with another player and a, another potential a player who had potential to sign for the long term and his contract then Rick Chan they don't want the same happen with Firmino in, in a year or two years time 18 months so hopefully get that get that boxed off hopefully no big release clause in there hopefully no uh, no crazy crazy sort of uh, system where he can escape from the club Without someone paying through the nose, uh, you know, I wouldn't know what to say about his worth. But the player, I was going to say, the player he starts to remind me of, and I know this isn't, um, this might not be a popular player. Oh, we go. Cool, but Teddy Sheringham is the, is the player he reminds me of, in in the sense that I think you look at Sheringham being someone who players loved playing with. You know, you, you maybe maybe. Not very popular with Liverpool fans. He was a bit of a bit of a flash cockney, wasn't he? He was seen as that, and he played for United, obviously, and scored, you know, one of their most crucial goals. But in terms of professionals who play with him, you think of the partnerships he had, and you think of Sheringham with Klinsman, you think of Sheringham with Shearer, with you know Andy Cole, with Tony Cascarino. He was someone who you could put anyone alongside him, and he would he would. Both play well and make them play better, and I think Firmino is of that ilk as well. I think you, any Liverpool player you asked, do you like playing with Firmino? He'd, he'd say absolutely. I go along with that. I remember covering the Stoke game, and he was in a front two with uh, Solanke. Yeah, 
And it was Solanke's first Premier League start. So and you went Sheringham then for a bit. Well, Ch- Chelsea just made a bit yeah. for him. <laughs> and he, it'd be unfair to say he held Solanke's hand uh, throughout the game because that'd be weird as well. <laughs> but he definitely helped Solanke throughout the game. He set him up with a couple of chances. There was a nice little partnership there. And bear in mind, these two players are probably about a couple of you know training sessions at Melwood hadn't played together. Solanke was just thriving, and I don't think Solanke's ever looked as good as he did next to Roberto Firmino. Yeah. No, but I think that's that's it. Like that, he's. I saw, seen people talk about Sheringham. I'm going on about Sheringham, but yeah. that's the the, the, the the difference with Sheringham and other number tens. If you talk about you know, people say Sheringham was a number ten, he dropped off the front, but he scored loads of goals. He used to get twenty goals, and that was what sort of what you have to do. You know, I think. A lot of people get hung up on on false nines and number tens as if they don't have to score. You know, they just oh, it's not really the job. You know, it's it's this and that. And Firmino isn't all about goals, but I think once you start adding goals into it, that's when he becomes a next level player. He becomes an even better player. I still think he's got another level to go because I think the chances he gets, I think he can put more of them away. And I think he I think he can score thirty goals this season. He's, he can score thirty goals this season easily. Now he's got what's he got? Well, 17, he's got seventeen now. Hasn't he now? Yeah, easily he's got thirty this season. I think we've just got to be careful in terms of two things. Number one, how he'll manage long term without Coutinho in the side because yeah. it did feel like those two had a real partnership on and off the field of course they were really close off the field as well but you know as well as long term in terms of will he be happy here because he's lost Lucas he's lost Coutinho yeah. obviously the offer in this contract will probably go a long way he's, he's, he seems settled by all accounts you know he's he's, he's 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 very happy with life at Liverpool but we know that the, the, the Brazilian or the South American plus Moreno yeah. fame, <laughs> were a very close knit uh, so ultimately, Alberto Moreno is going to stay at yeah, Liverpool for as long as possible to keep him happy. Alan Rodriguez to shoot <laughs> Well, the player who ostensibly Firmino has been replacing this season up front is Daniel Sturridge. Now, I know Sturridge hasn't been massively available over the past nearly four years now, actually, since he got that injury while training for England. Um, but he's been linked with a move away. He's obviously, speaking of England, he's got a World Cup to look forward to. He wants to be involved. Can't blame him. He's probably not going to play as many games between now and the end of the season that he'd want to. Ironically, if he wasn't injured, he would have played probably about four or five games over Christmas. But he didn't, and that's always been the case with Daniel Sturridge. Roma are now linked with a a loan bid for him. Now, Liverpool would sooner get... Not Roma, Inter Milan, sorry. Inter Milan, sorry. Yeah, I don't know why I've written Roma down. Uh, Inter Milan have been linked with a a loan bid, as you say, severe as well. Liverpool would rather sell him for the money, and even then, they'd only sell him... um, I think it's about £30 million. I mean, what's your take on the situation? Because, you know, we've mentioned Firmino's very durable, doesn't miss many games. You know, Christian's mentioned Solanke. Now, Firmino gets injured. Sturridge is injured, or not playing, or not there because he's gone. You're left with Solanke or Danny Ings, who neither of them have played particularly large amounts of games. I mean, does this come into Liverpool's thinking in terms of should they allow Sturridge to go well, this month? Um, possibly. Possibly. I think, I think Liverpool's option... Is Salah, isn't it, or Mane as a centre forward as well? I think that they they've got to be considered as as potential to play through the middle if needed, and then Oxlade Chamberlain or Lallana can slot into the front three, or you know Ben will burn in extreme circumstances. So it's a sad one. I, I I said it this summer, and I haven't changed my mind. I think Sturridge should leave. I think I think it's the right thing for him as a player because I think he's he's never going to have the manager's trust. Do you feel as though the way last season ended where he came into the team, scored a goal and did quite well, that kind of 
clouded everybody's judgments at the time. Possibly, possibly, maybe clouded his as well. Maybe you know he enjoyed them last couple of games and thought, I can see the future. He had a, had a decent pre-season, didn't he? Mm. he, he, he but then he, he missed the session and he done he, his buy by Munich, Munich and then yeah. scored a great goal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and then missed the first game of the season. I think he was he back for Arsenal and he scored yeah. against Arsenal. Um, I just think, I think, I just think it's over for Liverpool, and I, I don't, I don't take any pleasure saying that, or, or you know, it's not, it's not sort of a dig at him to say it. I just think, I think the ship sails where he can be a, 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 an a important player for Liverpool. I don't think he can now. You look at now. People talk about how oh, you know if he goes, he needs to replace him. Well, he don't really because he's not been there. You know, they're, they're not losing anyone out of the matchday squad for the last two months. If he goes, you know, it's just it's just one fewer body at Melwood. So I don't. I think I'd be surprised if anyone pays thirty million for him in January. Someone who is at the level that he wants to be at. I don't. You know, I, I can see a, I can see one of the relegation threatened teams buying him, but I'm not sure that's. What he wants or needs at this stage, but I think um, I can understand entirely why he wants to leave, and I can understand entirely why Liverpool think now is the time to, to consider that. But it's just a hard one. Is that what's he worth? Because he, if he's playing, he's worth double what you what he's probably going to go for, and if he's not playing, he's worth half of what he's probably going to go for. So I don't I don't understand. I think he's a, the most difficult one to judge in the transfer market. I mean, Sturridge was on video, I think, earlier this season. I think it was Oxide Chamberlain he was with, and they were going through the FIFA cards for the game. And I think he he, he, he he took great umbrage at the fact his pace was something like seventy six or yeah. something. I says, "Oh, I'm way higher than that." And I think, in some ways, that underlines what the problem is. He still thinks in his head that he's the player that he used to be, whereas all the evidence from actually watching him is that he's not quite got that burst of pace. And for whatever reason, that's what's holding him back or preventing him from featuring as often as he might have done when he was fit for Liverpool? Adapt or perish. And ultimately, I think he's going to perish at Liverpool because of that. I, I just you, you think about the, the storage of 2013-14, for example, and by the way, they got 29 games out of him in that league season, hmm. which what, what a miracle that was when you when you think back. That must be his most frequently played season. Um, you think back to that Daniel storage and you think about him in this front three and you go, oh my God, what, yeah. what what a prospect that'd be! He'd be cutting out wide, he'd be yeah, linking up, because yeah. starts out wide, he'd be coming inside, he'd be linking up, he'd be absolutely absolutely brilliant in that front three. But he's he's losing his pace bit by bit, but he hasn't been adapting his game to, to combat that, and especially in a in a under a manager and in a side where marginal gains are absolutely everything for for Jurgen Klopp and, and this Liverpool team. If you're not if you're not strong enough, or if you're not quick enough, or if you're not if your close control isn't good enough, then that can just offset absolutely everything yeah. that's in the in the in the in the he's, game plan. He's still a penalty box striker, isn't he? Mm. In a team that doesn't really use one, and I think I think you're seeing Solanke having a. I think he might come down to a similar similar problem, albeit he's much younger than Sturridge you know, and more more um, malleable in terms of uh, his, the way the way he plays. <laughs> that's a good word. I think. I think they need to realise that they're not. You're not a striker in the in the truest sense of the word. You're not. You're not there to play with the width of the post. As Sturridge does, and be static and wait for someone to find you. You've got to do all the other stuff as well. Like we've been talking with me, you know, Sturridge. I think as as fantastic a player as he is, and he really is a top player. He's, he's he and Kane are England's best two strikers and if they were playing two forwards they, they should be the front two and mm. they're all fit and available but the trouble is 
difference in Liverpool's team when it's Sturridge and not Firmino is so marked. And I think it comes down to the fact that Firmino is such a unique type of player that not many players can replicate it. And Sturridge certainly can't replicate what Firmino does for the team, albeit he's a better finisher. Is there any sense in letting him out on loan then? I mean, wages-wise, yes. And I Does it make wages really matter for Liverpool at the moment? I don't know. Every little helps, you know. I just think you know it's one of those. Why? Why would you pay? Yeah, he's, well, on, he's on. He's on six figures, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Why, why would you pay him to, to be on to be playing for someone but, else? You know, true, but you, but they probably will end up doing, having to do that. I mean, anyway, from, from, his, from his perspective, yeah, so. I'm, I mean, a question. I agree with Neil in the fact that he doesn't want to go to to say like a. West, West Ham wouldn't be that bad, West but West Brom, Brom yeah. would be yeah, West Brom or, or Brighton, for example. I mean, well, West, West Brom, Brom would never get a pass. West Brom's his club, isn't it? That was where he, he grew up in around yeah. that area. Well, I think he's a Villa fan. His family yeah. certainly are Villa. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But by the same token, if he wants to get in the World Cup squad, I wouldn't be going to win some Milan or Sevilla. It's going to be outside. Gareth Southgate doesn't have Sky Sports. He doesn't. He's not going to be, be anywhere near the England side if he's, if he's playing in Italy. No chance. Absolutely no chance. So I don't know. I don't know. I can understand why he wants to go, of course. The issue for Liverpool here is that ultimately they haven't been, they haven't had them to call upon for the past three months anyway. So And they're still paying his wages. You know, yeah, Liverpool are flushed with money. They just sold the you know, But at the same, at the same time, you can't, you can't just give people wages when they're not yeah. pulling the weight. The, the, the thing, the the counter argument to what me and Christian have said, and we we have to use it, is what happened last season. Is that it might there might be two games that Liverpool need Daniel Sturridge mm. at the back end of the season, an FA Cup semi final or a Champions League. You know, a second leg in Anfield where they they just need. A gamble off the bench, and Daniel Sturridge is the gamble, and he, if he's available, he could but, make a difference. But, but then he doesn't want to be that, does he? He doesn't yeah. want to be that, and the gamble is, you keep him, and he isn't there, and you and you get to a Champions League semi final, and he's not there, he's not on the bench, and then you've just got you've, you've just kept him there when you could have got X amount of money or got him off the bill for a bit. So it's the it's the, the weighing up both options. I think what I what I'm what I've been told, what James has written certainly, is that I think he's reached the point where he. He's had enough. Yeah. He, 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 he can't be bothered with this, uh, this you, bit part role. You can't blame him. Less than bit part role. I think, like. I think he's also the player. As a player, he doesn't suit that bit part role. He needs that yeah. rhythm. He needs. Klopp said it himself. He needs that rhythm. He needs. Well, he the, said the, that needs those games. Well, yeah. yeah. All players not, they don't. Really. Well, a lot of not players many, do. Not many can just come in, come and off the bench three, every three weeks and, and play twenty minutes. What I would say, if, if Sturridge does go, whether it is on loan or or as a transfer, I think Liverpool likes up front. I know Salah and Mane can play up front, but. I don't, I don't know what the solution is because you don't go out and buy another striker for twenty million when you've got Firmino there as yeah. as the main man. But I don't know what they would do. But I just feel like Liverpool again. You say the Champions League quarter, let's even say a quarter final, and Firmino get, gets a knock before training, and you're going in against a, wi- a winnable second leg against Roma. You know, with Solanke as your full like, no, they could they could go for for Benteke and. And Carroll, as Chelsea seems to be injured, going. Andy Carroll's injured, so I'm surprised by that. Yeah. He should be <laughs> yeah, out for the remainder of the season. Joe Stride, I'd be, I'd be throwing a bit of money towards Zaha. Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, but he's not a striker. Not, not he, can play, he can play up front. So then that we just fall into the gap, the, the trap of all the other players as well, aren't you? Like Salah. But he's he's a similar sort of player to what Sturridge is. But then he would he want to be a bit part player? Because obviously no, he's then failed once, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Say, but, 
I, I, I'm not saying he's not a great player, but player. Yeah. So I know we've been able to fancy football there, but that's that, that's the sort of player then, in my mind who yeah, would, then who would be the replacement. Crystal Palace sell, selling in January when they're yeah, you know, yeah they're not going to do that. From the brink yeah. of relegation. Especially when they get rid of Benteke, it's yeah, Chelsea. We all know, you know, Roy Hodgson drives a hard bargain, doesn't he? So I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he certainly drives a hard bargain with Liverpool support. So <laughs> sure. uh, two other loan moves: one that is happen, or has happened, sorry, and one that isn't going to happen. First of all, we'll talk about Marco Gruic, the lesser-spotted Marco Gruic. He's off to Cardiff, or he's there now, actually. Uh, and Ben Woodburn, who is not going to Sunderland. Yeah. Neil, I'll start with you. Well, good decision on Ben Woodburn, first and foremost, because... Sunderland are rubbish, I think. It's, it's a graveyard, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great... I mean, we've done a story this week, the echo to the story about Jack Rodwell. And remember how, how uh, his career was destined to be a lot different to how it has turned out. He's not alone in leaving Everton and that happening to him. Though, no, so. absolutely. I mean, he made a poor decision, in my opinion, going to Manchester City in the first place because I, I think players get, I think players get given the wrong advice and get told that that's the only time it'll ever happen. And I don't think they ever see it, see the bigger picture and think, am I going to play at Manchester City? He went there at a time when they were league champions, and wasn't anywhere near good enough for them at any stage. I ended up at Sunderland, a broken player, essentially, you know, a player who, who didn't have, even have the confidence and the 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 the, um, the belief that he'd come through with at Everton. Anyway, back Ben will Ben. <laughs> that that is not a healthy environment for the player to be going in at eighteen, who's got so much. Everything's been an upward curve for him. Do you think it would phase him though if he did, given what he's what he's done so probably far not, the way he's coped? Probably not. But I, I just think. There are things that, and I, and I know you say you've got to experience these things, and and they, they all make a player, and they will. But an eighteen-year-old lad who goes in from Liverpool, Chris Coleman's golden boy, the Prince of Wales, you know, as he's been christened, he goes in, and he's not going to rescue Sunderland on his own. Even even if he's at his best, he won't rescue Sunderland because they're that bad, and and the situation's so dire. So, what can he gain out of it? He can gain a few minutes, and he can gain experience, or he can have. 40, what, 20,000, 25,000 Sunderland fans moaning about this this golden boy who's meant to turn up and save them and hasn't because he's not, you know, oh, he's a flash or whatever, this and that. It's an, it's an unhappy club anyway. It's it's an environment where I don't think it's conducive to a, loan, a young loan player going in there and, 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 and thriving. But then the same... By the same token, I'm amazed they've sent Marco Gruitch to Cardiff because of Why the manager we... of Cardiff. But then, but, but Cardiff are doing the polar opposite to what Sunderland yeah. are doing, aren't they? They are, but then I just think, knowing everything we know about Neil Warnock, does Neil Warnock have, have faith and patience in a player if he sees his playoff dream dropping with a draw away from home? Does he think, well, but you know what, this Mike, this kid is a good player and he's going he's gonna to come good, or does he think, I can't, I can't, have my future depending on this twenty-year-old Serb or twenty-one-year-old Serb who's been sent down from Liverpool? I've got to, I've got to go back to me tried and trusted. You know, let's get Michael Tong back in and Michael Brown and <laughs> Paul Pesky Salido. How long before Gruitch gets sent off? How many games? What we saying? As he plays, yeah. As he plays, yeah. Gruitch plus Warnock equals red. Card. I was going to say he doesn't need to go to to, to Warnock to to learn how to put himself about because if anything, if anything, he needs <laughs> to learn that's to why it stop. That's Stop why it, doing that. That's why it doesn't really make sense to me the, the Cardiff move, especially when you think that there were, there were a lot of teams in for him, certainly from the Championship. I think even Othersfield as well from the Premier League. I think Wagner was yeah. was interested in it, but he couldn't guarantee him game time. We'll, I, come, I, we'll come to that. I, I, I just 
in, in what scenario are Liverpool going to receive Marco Gruitch back in in, um, in the summer? And it, will, he be, will he have developed any skill pertinent to Klopp's style of play? So you receive him back, and this isn't to, to dismiss Warnock, he's doing a really good job at Cardiff, he's obviously a very good championship manager who, who gets teams promoted, that, that is what, his, that is what his, his, his party trick is. But when they receive him back in, in the summer, he will not have improved his technique, he will not improve his, his ability in front of goal, he will, all he will have improved is tackling even more. And ultimately, it just feels like he's going to, to strengthen his strengths and his weaknesses will still go just, un- he's just going to get games. He's going to build. He's going to get games in a, in, a, it, in a winning environment. Presumably winning environment. It does help. And look, Cardiff are a, a relatively big club for the Championship and recently a Premier League club. Could, could well be a Premier League club next season. I just, my, my one is just... I just think Liverpool... Clubs actually, not just Liverpool, clubs just do it too often. They just send players out and it's almost... It's almost just they, they believe the sell from the other club. So I'm, I'm pretty sure Cardiff said, oh yeah, he'll plot, play in midfield here with him and him and he'll play that and we'll play this type of way. This is the championship, it doesn't... It's, clubs very rarely can, can afford to do that because once it gets to March, February, March, April, they're playing Saturday, Tuesday, a point here or there costs them millions and millions and millions of pounds and prestige and probably you know can be such a big impact on the future of the club. He's going to a club that can't afford for him not to hit the ground running, Grudge, huh? and and the pressure's on him. And okay, you might say good pressure. Let, let's let's see what he can do. But I think it, it also puts him in a situation where I can easily see him sitting on the bench as Cardiff go for the the, the running. Well, unless Liverpool are looking to give him a shop window to sell him. That's the other way of looking at it. Possibly, because, yeah. because, market for, because for exactly because also, and that's Woody also to then explain why they have decided not to let Woodburn go because they think oh, he's better off just staying with us. Really, yeah, I mean that's definitely a cynical, but probably also a potentially fair assessment. Now, you, speaking, you speaking, speaking of cynical, something you mentioned before about uh, guaranteed minutes or something like that. There's mm. some suggestion I think that Liverpool yeah. have said. Oh, it's a suggestion. It, it, well, it's, it's, it's Neil Warnock has suggested it. <laughs> well, we, we, we'd never say Neil Warnock is a liar in any way, shape, or form. But he has come out and he said Loves that Liverpool as well, he does. Neil yeah, Warnock. he does. He's, and he's got a great anagram as well for his name. Yes. Um, anyway, he's come out and said he's said there's financial penalties for Cardiff if Bruce doesn't play a certain amount of games. That's not good either, is it? No, that's just wrong. Like the, the it's just a bribe, isn't it? Basically, yeah. Yeah, and also it doesn't count, does it? Really. If, the, if if it's X amount of money for not playing Gruwich or X amount of money for getting to the Premier League, then yeah, but this is kind of stuff's it. always happened, hasn't it, with transfer deals where you've heard people. last season was, been, was the reason why uh, he didn't go on loan to Wigan was because of things like that. I think Gerard Delafay when he first came to Everton, he was on basically every time he started the game, I think about three hundred thousand was knocked off the price that Barcelona wanted for him. Hmm. Um, that didn't work out. <laughs> it was, was the player that, did, that was stuck on like 29 games for somebody for ages. Oh, they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't play them because they, yeah, they just, It feels yeah. like an Aston Villa move. It was So that's that kind of thing that happens. It's not specific to Liverpool, but in this particular case, it just does seem a little bit. I mean, as Neil said, I can't remember if he said it just then or we've said it when we've been in the office. It's like it is like threatening. How's that going to feel to his teammates? Grouch's new teammates. Yeah, like, player, he's not, does, yeah. does the player want to be in the team because he's he's so good that he has to be in the team, or does he is he in the team because they can't afford the fine? If he's not, you know, what 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 are they doing? Are they are they in a position where they're going to have to start him with the plan that they're going to take him off because they don't think 
do you think the guy on the bench is better than them? But we'll give him the first forty-five minutes. It, it just—it seems a messy one. I don't think it, it's—it's in—in um, in keeping with the principles of football. Talk, fair enough. Talking about other transfers, uh, Liverpool's Philip Coutinho replacement. They haven't got one yet, so we'll move on. Uh, we'll also talk, Chamberlain. Yeah, sorry. Ben yeah. <laughs> We'll talk goalkeepers now. Lloris Karras is now the undisputed number one for Liverpool. For now. For now. Simon Mignolet came out early this week, got in a bit of a huff, and now sounds like he's not in so much of a huff, and he's quite adamant he wants to get back into the team. I mean, we've done this to death so many times, but Karius is now going to be the number one for the foreseeable, the foreseeable being probably until he... Drops Jeez. one in. Oh, this is, come on! Sorry, Tony. but 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 this is but this is what everybody else is saying. We're just reflecting well, this, what everybody else is... is saying. Now I know you understand what Jurgen Klopp's done. He's brought Loris Karius. He would have been the first choice had he not injured his hand start of last season. Mignolet came and did well. We've been through this many times, but now this seems to be a moment where Karius has been made the number one, and now he's been more or less been told you've got to the end of the season to kind of prove yourself, because we all suspect that. Well, we know that Klopp's going to review the goalkeeper situation at the end of the season. We've had the likes of Paul Mersons come out today and said that the reason Liverpool got no chance winning the Champions League is basically because Karius is in goal. You know, what, ah, but what, is Mignolet now in goal? Ah, well, that's it. well yeah, yeah, that's they, they, they swap round, but I, I can't say that, to be honest. They're not playing I think that's many. what Mignolet was thinking. He was thinking, I, I don't want to play in the league, I want to play in the Champions League, so I better make some mistakes <laughs> well, so that I get dropped from the league play. team. They played six group games in the Champions League. They're only going to play another six if they get to the final. Then they yeah. will play the final. It's the seventh, so it's that's not that big, big a deal. I mean, what, what what's our take on the on the on the goalkeeper situation? Because it just seems like I think people. It's always interesting, but at the same time, it's boring. I just I know I, I don't know where I stand in terms of Between is it inter- no no is it interesting? <laughs> very good. Is it interesting or is it boring? Because it just feels like every every month now there's a. Here's a statistical analysis of Carriers versus Mignolet. <laughs> Who's worse? Who's better? Answer, neither of them. To be like, fair, to be fair, people are very interested in stuff like that, though, so that's why we do it. Show. Um, I wasn't talking about us. Um, I don't write that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lied the journalist. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, I think if Jürgen Klopp had the option, if he had Bernard's watch or whatever it was, so you can go back in time with the DeLorean. Bernard's <laughs> um, <laughs> watch. What a reference. I know, yeah. <laughs> I reckon he'd go back to December last year and he wouldn't drop Karius. Yeah. I think he created so many problems off his own back because of that. And I know in hindsight, you look at Mignolet did really well when he came back in. And I'd say he was one of the main reasons Liverpool got Champions League football because he was, people forget this when everyone's laughing at his mistake against Arsenal, etc. He was brilliant between March and May. He was absolutely, go back there, but January. Yeah. Between January and May, he was absolutely fantastic. Really helped Liverpool. But he's just created this, and this situation was always going to happen. It was always bubbling under because we know that Karius was the man that Jürgen Klopp brought in. Although we know also John Achterberg was somebody who watched them and, and was yeah. a big fan of him. Um, Mignolet was the was the man who had the number one when Klopp came in, and although he's tried his best to sort of publicly back him, and I'm sure privately as well back him, it's it's always been obvious that he's never been truly sold on Mignolet. So it was just. At what point does Mignolet make a mistake big enough that we revert back to type all over again? And that's what's happened now. The problem is that destroys Mignolet's Liverpool career, in my opinion. I think there's no way back for him. I think he'll be gone this summer. Um, and I think what you've now got is a is a young goalkeeper under an, an immense amount of pressure to keep 
goal for Liverpool to a sufficient standard to make sure he's still got a Liverpool career. Don't fans in some way just need to get over themselves a little bit? <laughs> clearly, clearly... Yeah, End pod. I've not finished there, including us, in the sense that everyone just regards goalkeeper as this very specialist position it is in that sense. But why can't goalkeepers be rotated? Why can't goalkeepers be changed? They change right-backs, centre-backs, midfielders, strikers, they change the whole lot. But goalkeepers, it doesn't seem, they don't seem to be allowed to do that. Clearly, Klopp thinks these two keepers, probably right, probably around the same level. Mignolet perhaps a little bit better than Kerry's, but then he's older. You know, Kerry's got more room to improve. We've had the debate over whether Mignolet actually can improve from this point. We've done that before. Do you think the fans just have to, and us, just have to basically say, well, that's just what Klopp wants? Or is it a case that he quite clearly doesn't trust either of them? And as Christian says, he is going to buy a new one in the summer. Yeah, I think I think you speak to a goalkeeper and ask them whether they they would how they would feel about being rotated as a goal as a keeper and not being assured of their position. I think it wouldn't it wouldn't be seen as a healthy situation. I think Mignolet used that phrase himself, and he said it's not does that, healthy. Does that say a lot about we always say goalkeepers are a bit different to oh, sorry, but because maybe, they're quite fragile because they, they often get the blame more than any other position. It's maybe, a bit, it is mentally tough to yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is, but. It's also about your goalkeeping isn't just about it's about a lot of things that you can't necessarily train, isn't it? So you, you all goalkeepers can work on the reflexes and the shot stuff, but in terms of things like just knowing your back four, knowing knowing game situations where they need to be and being off your line quick enough and stuff like that, you can't. It's hard to 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 have that if you're in and out of a team. You know, if you're if you're sitting on the bench for three weeks and then you're called in. For a, a big game against Watford, and you've, you know, you've not, you've not had that that experience in the previous weeks. You might feel you're under pressure that you've got to have a good game, so you you want to you want to do something in the game that makes makes it you know stand out that you've had a good game, or you want to you don't want to do anything risky because you don't want to be do the standout mistake. So I think it's I think goalkeepers would always tell you they like continuity, they like security in their position. They like a run of games. The thing about Carrius is he hasn't had it, has he? Really? What did he have? Six, six or seven games last season um, between sort of October, October, December. I don't think that was enough to to form a a really definitive judgment on him. I think what you have to accept now, Liverpool fans, whether they agree with it or not, and I don't, I don't agree with it. But I think you've got to accept it that he's going to be in goal now, and they're going to get to see. What he's all about, whether he's got the the game to be a Liverpool goalkeeper for the future. I think what we've seen with Mignolet is that Klopp doesn't feel he has got the game to be Liverpool's goalie for the future. So it's over to Carrius now. The only interesting thing is what he, what do you do with the cups? Because by rights, is is Mignolet going to start the FA Cup and the Champions League? Well, I mean, that, I think that's a lot where the confusion came because Carius was in goal for the Everton game, and I think everybody just assumed he's, yeah. the, he's the cup keeper. But now it's transpired that actually Klopp went with his strongest team across every position. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Klopp's the manager; he can do what he wants. So if he yeah. just turns around and says, "Yeah, he's just the keeper now, first choice," that's it. Yeah. Just to... no, it's interesting. Isn't he it? doesn't but... owe anybody anything. Does no, it? no, he doesn't. No, but it's, it's interesting to see whether whether that Champions League. It'd be a weird thing to do, wouldn't it? So I'll carry us in for all the group stages 
and then get to the knockout stage and Minulay as you go. Well, was in the qualifiers, don't forget. Yeah, but that, it'd, just be, it'd, be, it'd just be weird. It'd just be weird. <laughs> yeah, is, is it fair to say... is just there for the league games, the Champions League. Is it fair to say he's... I think, uh, you know, you've got to trust Klopp. I think he's, he's certainly got a lot of credit in the bank with all of his decisions. But I think this is one issue that he has fudged so far. Yeah, um, I, I think I think he's, he's certainly strange, isn't it? It's, I don't know if he's sort of getting, you know, this, this, you know, if, if he's getting advice from elsewhere and he's not, you know, and he's, 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 his own head's mashed with it all. I don't know. It just feels like to me what Klopp is going to do is come the summer, put a line in the sand and go right, okay, start all over again. Jan Oblak, Allison, mm-hmm. whoever. You know, right? We'll start all over again. You keep it. Let's 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 have a fresh start. And the other thing I should say is, we get a lot of people, and there will be a lot of people listening to this going, "Danny Ward, Danny Ward." They see, they see him every day. Yeah. If Danny Ward was was unbelievable, Liverpool would pick him because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? In any case, I agree. Danny Ward looks a decent keeper, and, and has not done a lot wrong in the games he's played. But I, I don't. I, I think he should be taken out of this equation in, in terms of yeah. I don't think anyone should bring yeah. Danny Ward into this equation he's not involved in it he's the league cup keeper and he'll probably leave in the summer and go somewhere else and probably have a very good very good career at whatever level he, he finds himself at but Liverpool aren't <laughs> Liverpool aren't just sitting there while a, a Welsh fella behind them just like keeping out every shot in training and not letting a, a goal past them and looking like you know Manuel Neuer reincarnated that just won't that isn't happening forget that's happening because if it was Danny Ward would be the, the Liverpool goalkeeper. Well, put it this way, you know, this is not again not to disparage Danny Ward, um, but ultimately a lot of what this is founded upon is his one season of the Championship with Huddersfield, yeah. and yeah, you know, he, he was the penalty hero for both playoff semi and final. But let's say Sheffield United's goalkeeper, for example, yeah. you know, they're doing quite well in the Championship. He's he, he's having a decent season. Don't know his name, of course. He doesn't he doesn't play in Holland. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, he's just an example. But like, say the goalkeeper for Sheffield United or Derby, which is Scott Carson, funnily enough. But yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't in January be going. Liverpool have to get this goalkeeper from the Championship yeah. in the top six in the Championship. They have to get him. You, you the, that just wouldn't be happening. But, but that, it's coming from the dad. No one's seen him. Yeah. No, no one's, well, they did no one's familiar enough yeah. with them to, to, to no not make mistakes. Yeah, so he, he played for Wales, didn't he, in Euro 2016? Yeah, yeah, he did against him. No, um, no one's against Slovakia. Slovakia, yeah, yeah. Slovakia I mean, especially Wayne Ensi, well. but so am I. Well, to be fair, I think we all are now. There right. is one goalkeeper, though, that I do think could have a big career at Anfield, and it's, it's Camille Gravara. Yeah. But obviously, this is a. I mean, the problem he is. is down the line, sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But they need to keep hold of him because. The under twenty ones, he looks like a very really special. Yeah, December. Yeah, one player who won't be in goal for Liverpool anytime soon, and won't be playing for Liverpool anytime soon, is Leon Goretzka. Uh, <laughs> oh, great, great, yeah, no, great link, wasn't it? Wow, that was seamless. Because I was getting fed up with the goalkeeper thing. To be honest, it's it's getting a bit boring. But Goretzka, he's another one who we've. I think we can shake on this one that the deal is done, and he's going to Bayern Munich. They all go to Bayern Munich, don't they? Yeah, Bayern? Yeah. Bayern? 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 Bayern. I think it's Bayern, actually. Bayern, Bayern. Bayern Munchen. Such a St. Helens pronunciation. Have you been to Munich? Yeah. I haven't. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Liverpool suspected he would go there, unfortunately. They they definitely wanted them, definitely tried to to sell them the idea of coming to Liverpool in the summer. But it's difficult with a German player with Bayern Munich. They're going to come in for you. They they're going. I think they're going down that route, aren't they? A, a lot now buying a 
well, they're buying a lot of a lot of young German players to, to have in their um, in their squad, which they're famous for. They're famous for if someone has a couple of good seasons in the Bundesliga <laughs> and they don't play for Bayern, and they end up going going there. And whether they whether they play well or not, you've seen Goethe, you've seen obviously Lewandowski, Matt Hummels. In, in recent years, I think Gnabry's gone to Bayern. I was going to say Gnabry's there. a Rudy. Sule, Sule, yeah. So they just they just taking the strike. Sandro Wagner, Sandro Wagner, yeah. He yeah. used to play for them though, didn't he? Very when he was a lot younger. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he was on the books. Yeah, but, but that's what they're doing. You wonder why that's why they're maybe not doing as well in the Champions League because they are just buying the best of the rest in, <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in Germany. Watering down the Bundesliga. Interesting no. in, in from a Liverpool perspective, very quickly though that because as you say, they're buying all these. Bundesliga's best of the rest. They're not all going to make them. So if Jurgen Klopp wants, to, you know, but then do Liverpool really want to get start signing Bayern Munich? Where can Coutinho? Can so okay, let's say Goretzka. Okay, Sanchez. Yeah, he's worked for, worked for and he worked to a lesser degree to Sturridge. Both got bought in the same yeah. transfer window, and now obviously one's gone and one's probably about to go. All I'm saying is that there's that sort of secondary kick in the market where let's say Goretzka goes and and he can't can't establish himself with Bayern. He's going to be all right. He's able to be a free, so that doesn't really work. And this is an example, but he's, he's going to be available at a cup price deal. Obviously, you get someone like Renato Sanchez where it doesn't work because he's young and he isn't used to the Premier League. But it's just worth keeping an eye on. Maybe those you Careful. You say that it's worked out for some of those players, but Liverpool haven't won anything during the time that they've, they've bought all of these players. This is the thing. The close to do, do, Yeah, but do Liverpool need to stop looking at buying people's cast offs and actually start? Not so much the, the finished product, but someone like... I know they were in for Sané. Sané's gone to City and he's been exactly the player that you thought it would be. Okay, De Bruyne is slightly different. The fact I don't even understand why Chelsea let him go. and They just seem to be going through that period where they were selling all the dead young players. <laughs> it's like three years down the line yeah. going, what are we doing? Well, Get them all back. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, Cham was a, was a buying cast-off. Albeit. But he was a secondary buying cast-off. He wasn't no. really a cast-off, was he? And he'd then, gone and he'd so gone somewhere put else. So you Salah in that bracket as well. Then swear he's a cast off. Then well, he exactly, established yeah, himself yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, wait for wait see who goes to next. Well, time all of these all of these players him. are all very good. When they, it's not like these players just appear at twenty three and everyone goes, "Where the hell's this player come from?" They've all been around yeah. for for a few years, and all of the major clubs know about them. And there'll be one that'll just go right. We're going to get get him. And a lot of the time, it just doesn't work out. They go out elsewhere. Is the example, isn't he? Virgil Van Dijk is the one that they haven't waited. They haven't waited for him to go to City and, and not quite be good enough and then and then pick him up or, or cater to go to Bayern and, and then see if he works out. They've, they've gone and, and done it. Same with uh, with Salah. Um, what, Salah, 25 now? Yeah. Yeah. Good ages. That's, that's, that's more of an issue for me is that can Liverpool get players in the sort of out of the 19 to 22 age bracket and into the sort of 20, 23 to 28 age bracket and get top players into the team at least at the start of their peak years Neil on a, on a more serious point now uh, Andy Kelly our LFC editor is off today but he's filed something uh, regarding John Flanagan yes. and what's the latest with his situation after after what's transpired this week yeah, so John Flanagan still employed by Liverpool still still on their books still on his £28,000 a week contract They're not going to be sacked um, Andy I think whatever your thoughts on the, on the case and Podcast probably not the best place to, to discuss the issues that, that were raised in that, that particular case. I think everyone everyone has the same opinion on the offence and, and, and what happened. But Andy, I think, does a very good job of explaining Liverpool's thinking behind the um, behind the decision, why they haven't gone for it. Essentially, 
they're seeing it as rehabilitation rather than punishment, and and they they believe that having had John Flanagan since the age of eight, seven, eight, that they have a duty to to help him overcome whatever issues have been um, exposed by this, and that's what they're intending to do. They said that he's he. Um, his remorse that he's shown was was a, a factor in in that the fact that and there's an incessant line and you know I don't think anyone will have too much sympathy for him but they said he, he deliberately chose not to go to Dubai on the on the um, the little trip that they went on after the Everton game because he felt it was it was wrong for him to be seen to be enjoying a sort of a lavish lifestyle when 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 this was hanging over him they believe that he, he is genuinely sorry and. They're gonna they're gonna help him out through whatever whatever means necessary. But basically, his Liverpool career is over. Mm. Essentially, you know, he's not he's not gonna play for them again. He hasn't played for them since September. Was it the Carabao Cup? Yeah, and, Leicester. That, was, yeah, yeah. and that was the only game he's played in the last eighteen months. Anyway, so it's a sad uh, sad situation for a homegrown player. But Liverpool are gonna at least um, stick by him for the next what five months. And then probably uh, I would be very surprised if not see him moved on in the summer to continue his career somewhere else. Yeah, it's a difficult one for Liverpool, isn't it? Because they have to, you know, everybody knows the rights and wrongs of the actual case yeah. itself and the decision that's been made. But the, as Neil said, they do have a duty to the player himself to have a responsibility, you know. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. And I, I can understand both sides of the argument because I'm sure the decision to, to keep him in employment is. will. will will annoy people, upset people, anger people. But I think Liverpool have essentially taken that road because I think as Neil sort of alluded to there, they've they've had this player since he was since he was a like a kid, since he was seven or eight years of age. And I feel like they have that duty of care almost to to make sure that this doesn't necessarily not make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, exactly. He's not the victim here at all. Create a spiral. Exactly. They they, they don't want to happen again, and they they want him to, to, you know, rehabilitate on on their watch basically. Because if if you let him go now, anything you know, anything could happen. I'm not saying that as a personal thing against John Flanagan. I just mean in in general, if somebody messes up and then they you know the cuffery left to their own devices, mm. nobody really knows what, what can happen, if, if it's all in-house then they can keep an eye on him again, he's by no means, he's, he's not the victim here, all I'm saying is that it's you know Liverpool feel that duty of care towards him. Final thing then, looking ahead to Monday night and the trip to Swansea where, as, as uh, Christina said Ronaldo Sanchez will be man of the match <laughs> um, Liverpool weren't here last season, I think they won 2-1, didn't you? Yeah, there, were there, they? you were there, weren't you? James Milner the penalty later on. And one of the worst performances you've ever seen from a Premier League footballer <laughs> ever, I believe. Yeah, he's, not there. he's not there anymore, he's gone to, um, gone to Reading. Reading? Mo Barrow, yeah. He was um, in the game by the penalty, didn't he? It was him, by yeah. Just kicking was... the ball massively up in the air and then and knocking somebody over. And yeah. over, yeah. Um, that seems like a very long time ago, that game, doesn't it? Yeah, it was actually, it until, until um, the Burnley game, It was, was it the last time Liverpool had won a game in the last... Ten minutes. Yeah, a Premier League game. No, no, no. That was Everton. Um, no, sorry, yeah. yeah. Now it's it's only yeah. What is it? Four, three weeks since uh, Boxing Day. Possibly four actually. Yeah. Four weeks since Boxing Day. Liverpool beat Swansea four four one. Was it five four nil, five, five nil, nil, five nil? Five nil. Get mixed <laughs> up with. Uh, who did it before? Anyone? No, I'm making that up. Okay, it's fine. West Ham. Yeah, that's right away. Yeah, <laughs> five nil. Any? No, we did beat. They beat Stoke four one the previous. Boxing Day. That's what I'm getting confused yeah, with. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, five nil. Coutinho scores. 
Swansea, bottom of the league, not very good. Since then, obviously, Coutinho's gone. And Swansea, new manager. Not very good. Um, no, they're doing a bit <laughs> slightly better. Less, they're they're, they're slightly less poor. They played... Uh, they beat Watford 2-1 and they beat Wolves 2-1 as well in the FA Cup in midweek. So in terms of the actual conference, they're going to be in much better shape than they were you know, when they came to Anfield on Boxing Day. Yeah, well, then the last last January, Liverpool playing Swansea, bottom of the league. And, um, Mr Sigurdsson and Laurentiy, they've both gone and that's part of the reason why they've struggled this season. Yeah, certainly not be taking them lightly and it's, um, it is a place... Liverpool played a few Monday night games at Swansea. Yeah, I said to, be to most of all of them, yeah. <laughs> Devastating. Yeah. Um, but they, they've played a few, and it, it is it is one of them grounds that can can get noisy mm. when when there's there's something to it. Uh, I was I was actually there for when they played Everton at the back end of last season on a, an even a half five game, and they needed to win to sort of secure survival. And it was really really loud. You know, it was it was um, it was up for it. So I, I can't see any reason why it won't be a tough tough atmosphere. But I just think I do look at Swansea's team and I. Saddens me a little bit that they've uh, they've sort of they've got it so wrong in the last few years. Mm. I haven't looked at one stage like they they had the the master plan for how to come out of the championship and become a Premier League club. I think they've uh, they've veered away from that, and it's cost, it's probably going to cost them Premier League status this season. I'd be very surprised if they do stay up because I don't see it anywhere near enough quality to keep them up. Albeit they've got players like Bonnie who might well turn it on for one one game or, or Renato hey, Sanchez yeah, Jordan Ayew who's done well I think Narsing the, the winger as well has got a decent decent rep from Holland so, Leary Fair can bang one in yeah, he's, he's got a Liverpool last season he deserved it yeah, yeah. He did. Um, and I've got a decent goalie as well Fabianski so statistically know, one of the top yeah, goalkeepers know, in, in, in the Premier League we all know how uh, goalkeepers can sometimes have those days against Liverpool and Hopefully not on Monday night, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be basically saying it's going to be a guaranteed three points, yeah. but it would be a bad result for Liverpool if they don't. What are we looking at in terms of team selection? Because again, it's another one game a week. Not yes, it's real luxury for Liverpool at the moment, isn't it? I think, barring international breaks, I think that break between City, Everton, and City was the was the longest, and this must be up there as well. Eight days, nine days. They don't normally have that yeah. luxury. I reckon. I reckon you've seen the the City team. Uh, I'm just trying to go through. Obviously, Van Dijk, of course, he will come back in. Van Dijk will play. Van Dijk, I think Van, Van Dijk will play instead of Lovren. Um, really? I think so. And Moreno back in. Bear in mind, it was Lovren's return to the scene of his best moment of his Liverpool career. Yes, quite the forty-yard best thing. He did the same at Wembley in the FA Cup semi-final. That was a shot. Yeah, that was a shot. What about Moreno Henderson? Too early. Moreno too early for them. Henderson definitely too early to be fair. It feels like um, so. Hold on, we've got Swansea coming up, and then it's you've got to go to it's West, West Brom, Brom, Brom Huddersfield, Tottenham. I think you're looking at um, West Brom for Brooks Henderson and, and Moreno certainly to, to to ease them back in, if you will. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be the same side. I think it'll be harsh to if they manage to get Andy Robertson away from Keel Services. This is, <laughs> this is where he's run to. Yeah. The bus. Um, Would he be getting a KFC though? With, with, with Andy, Andy Kelly, who bemoaning like, the fact that Trent looks as though he's going to miss out again. Yeah, and of course the um, grey-haired, white-haired, the, the now sacked Swansea City manager. Paul Clomont, as Andy Kelly calls him. Yeah, we, should, we should point that out. That's a, that's an in joke where Andy Kelly has repeatedly referred to Paul Clement as Paul Clomont because he thinks that he was a French. Because <laughs> he, he went to PSG. But yeah, I think I think it's going to be. I think it'd be harsh to drop 
uh, Robertson and Oxley Chamberlain as well. I think both of them are, are guaranteed starters for that yeah. game. Wijnaldum. No, actually, Wijnaldum's an interesting one. I suppose you could maybe see Milner come in there because Wijnaldum doesn't count away from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a genuine it's not, it's yeah. not an issue is it but it's one of those no actually it is a massive it, issue he, when he just doesn't perform yeah. away from home Lana, of course there as well Lana Lana yeah, minutes, come in. Come in. there are still options but Ben yeah. Woodburn back in his homeland you know yeah. it, there, are, there are options there for Liverpool if he wants to change it I just think if you've just beaten Manchester City 4-3 same again Yeah, I think it goes far I actually think you might even go 11 keep Van Dijk on the bench right I think that'll do us join us next week where we will look back at the game against Swansea and look ahead to another busy week towards the end of the transfer window cheerio